everybody, it's your friend the Whammy. I'm going to be your guide this week to two very special episodes. First, we're going to talk about Second Chance, which was the prequel to a certain show that I was on you may have heard about. <laughs> Wait, devils are the bad guys on this show? That means I'm related to the devil. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Thank you, Susan. Now let's enjoy Second Chance. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 275, Submission 1358, Second Chance 1977. Second Chance 1977 aired on ABC from March 7th to July 15th of 1977 for a total of 95 episodes. It's Second Chance, Hollywood's most exciting new game. And here are today's players. Jean Hancock, a writer and self-employed businesswoman whose birthplace was Chicago, Illinois. Joseph Kukin, a health food store employee originally from Pottsville, Pennsylvania. And Bob Cohen, a single accountant who's a native of Los Angeles. And all three of them will be risking everything every time they play Second Chance. And now, here's the man who gives everyone a second chance, Jim Peck. So, Greg, Chico's on vacation. A well-deserved vacation, I need to say. So it's me and you holding down the fort this week. And as we heard from the whammy, it's sort of a celebration of basically, not necessarily him, but pressure your luck in all forms. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have the fourth season coming up in July of the fourth incarnation of pressure luck. And really, this is going to be the longest version of Pressure Luck with the new season, because it'll have a season four. Right. Well, actually, starting on Wednesday of this week, on June 1st, ABC is going to air episodes, albeit from previous seasons. Oh, okay. That's good. So we're going to relive some of the great moments so far of the new series. Oh, absolutely. But in order to truly appreciate Pressure Luck, even though it's been on now for going uh, on a fourth season. And originally Pressure Luck was on CBS for almost three years. We need to go back in time. We need to go back to 1977, where the granddaddy of Pressure Luck, as you heard Greg say, it only lasted 95 episodes. So we're talking about 19 weeks, basically about five months. So about Second Chance, the host of Second Chance, somebody that we don't talk all that much about, but I think is underappreciated, Jim Peck. Oh, Jim Peck. Yeah. What hasn't he hosted uh, over the years? We could talk about the big showdown. Oh, the big showdown we're going to talk about one day. We need to talk about that. That is such a brilliant show. He also guest hosted on the Joker's Wild back in like 1983, 1984. But also, I actually have talked about him because remember, he was the in-court reporter 
for like the first four or five seasons of Divorce Court. Yes, he was. Yeah, back in the 80s. Yeah. That's what he's probably best known for is Divorce Court. With all due respect to Second Chance and The Big Showdown and The Joker's Wild and You Don't Say, which he hosted in 1978-79. Really, I think you have to say that Divorce Court was his big show, where at least he got the most eyes. Yeah, it's like Bob Gowen hosted like many game shows, but he's best known for entertainment tonight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah, most people don't say, hey, that's Bob Gowen from Blackout. Or no, that's Bob Gowen from the daytime Wheel of Fortune on CBS. <laughs> the one with the Diamond 50. Or Diamond hey, 75. Or, hey, it's Bob Gowen from that one game show episode of Perfect Strangers. Here's how we play our money round. Kelly will describe a stunt to you, and then I'll ask you a question. You can either do the stunt or answer the question. You got it? Okay. Wait wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, Bink, did you say we can either perform the stunts or answer the question? That's right. Well, yeah, but of course nobody answers the question. I mean, you can't have fun that way, can you, Bink? Well, you could have fun if you try this stunt. It's the Wheel of Schmutz. Kelly? Oh, I love the Wheel of Schmutz. Because this one, this bucket camera, you take disgusting stuff, and you reach inside to pick out the necklace, and you put... You have to. it's Kelly's job to describe the stunts, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. All right. Yeah, it just doesn't work that well. But yeah, Jim Peck is, I would almost say a legend, but he is really a legend in his hometown of Milwaukee. And until recently, he actually hosted a show on public television there in Wisconsin in Milwaukee called I Remember, which, uh, which is basically Memories of Milwaukee. He hosted that for over 20 years its last episode aired in 2016 but still he has a legacy there i mean 20 years of hosting the same show on pbs that's definitely something to uh, talk about oh no pun intended well he didn't do talk about but i mean it's still it's still something for the resume and again in that area milwaukee he's beloved yeah i was just saying that because at the time we're recording this talk about's about to premiere on buzzer no, no, let's get it right. It's Canadian, so it's talk a boot. Oh, talk a boot. Yes. You got to say it like Alan. Talk a boot. Talk a boot. Kind of like password AA. <laughs> it's talk word AAA. But yeah, we're going off t- tangent here. So, Second Chance really, in essence, was press your luck with a few minor modifications. Yeah. And press your luck improved upon those for the better. So just like Press Your Luck, you had two rounds of play in terms of a question round, then you go to the big board. Then you have a second round of questions and you go to the big board. But the questions were a little bit different. Not necessarily the questions, but the way you answered them was a little bit different. And the board was a little bit different. So a question was read. And what the contestants would do is with like a dry erase board, they would write down what their answer is and declare their answer by putting it in front of their podium, their lectern. And depending on what the answers are, Jim Peck would say something to the extent of one of you is right or two of you are wrong or all of you have the same answer. And it's up to the 
individual contestants whether they want to keep that answer or take a second chance. Oh, I get it. Yeah, get a second chance to answer the, the question. Right. And if the contestant got the answer right and stayed with it, they get three spins. If on the second chance they got the right answer, they got one spin. And just like Press Your Luck, after everybody shows their answers, they're given three choices. And obviously, if you have a choice that's not up there, you better change your answer. Because you're not getting spins if you don't change your answer. And unlike Pressure Luck, this round actually had just three questions. Not, not the four we're used to, just three. I'm guessing because it was a little more time consuming than Pressure Luck where, okay, hit the buzzer and give your answer. And then Peter Tamarkin reads, okay, is it the answer given by the contestant or choice B or choice C? A little more time consuming when you have to erase your answers off the dry erase board and originally, you know, declare what you're saying on the dry erase board. So I can understand why uh, you only had three questions there. And interesting, at least in my opinion, the scoreboard, it actually had like a row of 18 dots. And you actually saw the numbers, one, two, three, four, five, six. And then on the next row, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Then on the third row, 13 through 18. And however many spins you had, those dots lit up. So it was a nice little counter for Jim, if you think about it. So he could look and say, oh, you know, he doesn't have to count seven dots. What's the highest numbered dot that's lit? Oh, seven. You've got seven spins left. And of course, you know, 18 is a theoretical maximum because you could earn nine spins in the round and you could be past nine spins. So you have enough room there for all the potential spins you could get. So again, after the third question, we go to the board. Well, and there's some changes to the board. The board is the same dimension that we had previously. It's that 18 squares going around the, the frame of the board with like six on top, uh, six squares on the bottom and, then between those two lines, you have connecting them like three squares vertically on each yes. side. Yes. Yeah. So it's more or less the same game there. But the one difference but, is the board doesn't rotate like with slides and everything. No, that's the big difference is it's static. Yeah. Well, there is one exception. We'll get to that in a little bit. But it's a static board. And really, the only thing that changes on the board, at least in the first round, is you have three prize squares, and they actually look like gift bows. A little correction here. I think it was three prize squares on the pilot, which is uh, on YouTube, but the regular episodes, the aired episodes, had four prize squares on the board. And just like uh, Press Your Luck with a slide protector, they changed the slide from the bow to whatever prize you just won. And then you have, you don't have whammies. No. Did somebody call my name? Oh, hi, whammy. Hi there, I heard my name. What's going on? Well, whammy, you weren't on the original version, obviously. No, my dad was. Your dad. And we all know that your dad was the devil. What? I'm related to the devil. Yes, you are. You're, the, you're related to the devil. Did you know about this, Mike? I have no comment. I, 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 
I'm sorry I held it back from you for such a long time. Don't be mad at me. You son of a... Oh, gee. Oh, Uh, no. Get off of me. I'm sorry, Whammy. Jeez. I'm going to charge you with my therapy bills. Why can't you just, like, sell some of the cars you have to pay for your therapy, Whammy? Because I'm the whammy. I get what I want. When I want. I don't give anybody anything. You remember that. Okay, whammy. Go go stew in the corner while we talk about uh, about second chance and, and your dad the devil. Hey, whammy. Watch it, Buster. Watch it. Hey, whammy. Okay. Did you ever watch the 1987 second chance? If I had a second chance. Does that answer your question? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Yes. Thank you. All right. Okay, so anyhow, like we said, instead of whammies, there's three devils on this board. That was so f-ing stupid. <laughs> so you have three devils on the board, and... They're static as well. So everything's static on the board except the, uh, for the first round at least, the four prize squares. And if you hit a devil, just like if you hit a whammy, you lose all your money. And just like pressure luck, if you hit four devils, you're out of the game. And really, if you hit four devils, you hear a losing sound, which really I think is one of the really most evil losing sounds there's been. Oh, I mean, it is like some of the worst losing music you could ever hear. Oh, God. You can get money or you can get a devil and be gone. Four more devils. I'm out of the game. I'm out with one spin anyhow, so let's go. Let's take it. Okay. Go! Oh, what a run. Four. Anybody want my picture here? Four devils. But beyond all that, the second round is the same as the first round. You get three questions. You can earn up to nine spins. You go to the the big board. It's still static except for the prize squares, but also one little addition. And this made sense because this wasn't in the pilot because all we had for a long time was just one of the pilots floating around until two episodes surfaced online a couple years ago. Right. And the big buck space... Same position, actually. If you're looking uh, at the TV screen, it's on the top row, uh, the third spot from the right or fourth spot from the left. So the same place you'd see the big bucks on Pressure Luck nowadays and the same place you saw big bucks on Pressure Luck 35 years ago. Almost 40 almost forty years ago. Oh, my years gosh. Next year that it premiered on CBS. Oh, my gosh. We're all getting old. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I remember seeing Press Your Luck in reruns, and I saw, remember it first run, but yeah, that'll be 40 years ago next September. Oh, my gosh. We're getting old. Yeah. But I, again, I, uh, I'm going a little off topic here. So that big buck square you had in an egg crate display, you had three zeros, but that thousands digit rotated and i I know somebody put the uh, rotation on the internet somewhere because apparently 
he remembered it as a kid, but it flashed random numbers from 1,000 to 5,000. So it could be 1,000, 3,000, 2,000, 5,000, back to 1,000, 4,000. And it all depended on when you stopped. And obviously you need to have the luck of both hitting that square, but also hitting that square at the right time. So you had to have luck come into play twice, if you will. You had to hit the big buck square, but then you wanted it to be on preferably $5,000, not $1,000. And we should also add, that's the only square on the board the entire show that gave you an extra spin. Everything else was, hey, here's $350, here's $500. This is the only one where you got an extra spin. So the game, I think, moved a little faster in that regard. Because really, I mean, you don't have as many prizes as you did on Pressure Luck. You only had four prize squares on the board, which meant a two in nine chance of winning a prize. Otherwise, it's all cash. And the one big thing that was missing, and I think this is the biggest and best change, and I think you know what I'm going to say, compared to Pressure Luck, the, the, the one change that made Pressure Luck better, the animations. Yeah, I mean the animations is why we watched it as a kid. Oh, the Savage Steve Holland animations are what made people love the show, and they just didn't have the same feel with the devils. You heard that, wah, 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 wah. and then the the devil icon, it didn't pop up in front of the contestants like the whammy. It was actually around the back of the the chair that the contestants sat in. There were four squares. So how do I describe it? Like the corners of the top half of a stop sign, if that makes sense. You had, uh, 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 uh. I know you can't see my uhs, but imagine like the top half of a stop sign and you take the points that are the corners. You take the corners and they form that sort of, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's how it was on the pilot. On the regular show, the devils would be filled in on the same desk as the, the contestants, just like Pressure Luck, but it wouldn't be from left to right in the perspective of the TV viewer. The first devil would appear to the left of the contestant. The second devil would be just to the right of the contestant, just surrounding the contestant. The third devil would be to the left of the first devil, filling out the outside now, and the fourth and final devil would be to the right of the second devil, As I said earlier, getting that fourth devil, the sound effect that accompanied it, it really is up there among some of the the harshest losing sound effects out there. Is it among the harshest along with the rarely heard $1 million lost sound effect on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire that I don't think has ever been used ever? It has. Oh, it has? Do you remember the uh, 10th anniversary millionaire? I don't want to say tournament, but where they did a 10th anniversary special for like two weeks or a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember that. The last contestant on the last episode lost on the million dollar question. Wow. Oh, neat. Going to ask a favor. Going to ask the audience starts cheering in advance and just stops abruptly if I get it wrong because C, final answer, give me a million dollars. (laughs) 
No, it's not the final answer. You just lost a lot of money. It's Fresca. Fresca. That last contestant totally bombed. Well, not totally bombed. Made a big risk. I'm sorry. If you have half a million dollars in your hand, it's going to take a lot of gusto. It's going to take a lot of being sure of the answer. I'm not losing $468,000, which is many, many, many years of salary on an educated guess, even maybe a 50-50 guess. I would need to have 95 to 100% confidence if I was to pull the trigger on that type of risk. Yeah, like the guy in Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, that contestant didn't lose $468,000. That contestant lost $475,000. Walked away with $25,000. Oh, and actually, you know, I, not that I tell enough random facts about my life, a teacher I worked with 14 years ago, one of her students back in India, this is, I'm guessing, probably in the 80s or 90s, he won an Oscar for the score for Slumdog Millionaire. Wow. The things you learn on this show. That is neat. Oh, neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool when I heard it. And it's it's like beyond like the whole who wants to be a millionaire thing. She actually taught an Oscar winner. And I think that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. But let's get back to Second Chance 1977. Yeah. Let's get back to what little we need to talk about regarding Second Chance. Again, it's basically Pressure Luck version 0.1 or or the the beta version, if you will. Yeah. Well, the one key difference, as we know, is they're called devils, not whammies. Because in 1977, so this would have been between the period when the Joker's Wild left CBS, but before it was in syndication in the fall of 77. And obviously, by the time Pressure Luck premiered in 83... Like, the Joker's Wild has been on syndication for six years at this point. And so it's like, we can't call it Devils anymore because, well, obviously, the Joker's Wild already has that down pat. Right. The Whammy also has more longevity power. I'm sorry. You you call it a devil. I don't know. I think, you know, certain people in certain parts of the country wouldn't like that for religious reasons or otherwise. So, and the whammy, I don't want to say it gives it a sense of mystery, but you know, what is a whammy? No one knows what a whammy is. And he's got like a hood Uh, on his eye. Wait a second. Hey, hold on. I know what a whammy is. What's a whammy? Whammy. A whammy is a creature who takes all your money and has no regrets. (laughs) I still can't believe I'm related to a devil. I know, Whammy. I'm shocked, too. That was fun. Bye. Bye. Again, so stupid. But anywho. Oh, wait. One thing I want to mention is I mentioned that the pilot had been floating around for years and years, but there were two people on the Second Chance pilot that were later on the Pressure Luck pilot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One is like the person who was like on all the pilots in the 70s and the 80s, Jack Campion. Yeah, and he's on both pilots for the Trebek Jeopardy, too. All right, let's stay with television for 150, please. Eddie Murphy's impersonation has revived interest in this little green guy. Jack, who is Gumby. Gumby is correct. Oh, among other things, he's been on a lot of pilots. 
And I think he's won every single pilot I've seen. Go he figure. He didn't win the second chance pilot I saw. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that in a long time. But the other person, oh my gosh, we have seen her all over the place. She was on The Joker's Wild in 1972-73, within like the first six months of the CBS version. And she was on The Few Pilot. And she was on The Second Chance Pilot. And she was on The Pressure Luck Pilot. And she was on Pressure Luck. Do you want another and on top of that? And? And she was on Wipeout. She was on Wipeout 88, yes. So she was on three shows with Peter Tamarkin. That's pretty amazing. She's been on all these pilots and TV shows, and three of them happen to be hosted by Peter Tamarkin. Oh, neat. But hold on, Mike. I got another fact about Maggie Brown. I don't think you know, but this is going to blow your mind, okay? You ready? Okay. She's made a lot of the jewelry props for various Hollywood productions over the years. I've heard that. Yes, I- she's made the uh, actually the championship belt for Rocky and some of the props for Star Trek. And not only that, she's on a bonus feature on the Star Trek 3 Special Edition DVD from 2002 discussing the props from Star Trek and some of the costumes and stuff. Oh, neat. <laughs> we're getting mileage out of that if you listen to me and chica's live show we did for the star trek the motion picture director's edition uh that came out on paramount plus back in early april there's like the scene involving spock and the colonar necklace she designed that she designed the colonar necklace that's crazy well second chance 1977 well a good concept never dies and Obviously, Bill Carruthers thought that this format could work, and he tried it again six years later at CBS, and boy, did it ever work. Oh, yeah. And in 1977, somebody saw legs for Second Chance working internationally because the one and only Reg Grundy decided to essentially steal the format, lift the format, and there was an Australian version of Second Chance in 1977. I think we also need to play the let's look at the competition game. Oh, let's look at the schedule. Oh, our favorite. Let's look at the schedule. Let's do this. We should need All some right. theme music for let's look at the schedule. We should do it like Paul Schaefer style. Let's look at the schedule. Let's look at the schedule. Du, 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 du. Let's look <laughs> at the schedule du, du, and see why this just became a thing on TV. Du, du, du. That's very much like Paul Schaefer getting the little rhyme in there. So this aired at noon on ABC on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, no, hold on. Hold on. It, it's not as bad as it sounds. Partially. NBC, to start, had named that tune on at that time. Remember, there's the daytime version for $25,000 with Tom Kennedy, sort of as a compliment to the 100000 version. But then once we get to June 13th of 1977, name that tune was gone off the schedule. It was replaced with Shoot for the Stars. 
Oh, with Jeff Edwards. With Jeff Edwards, yeah. Basically, double talk, but with whimsy. Okay. <laughs> double talk with a pulse. Double talk without Henry Pollock II. Oh, okay. But yeah, so, so the competition on NBC wasn't necessarily the strongest. On CBS, for that noon to 12.30 half hour, a relatively new show at that point. It would have been on for probably about four years called Young and the Restless. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll most likely do it. I mean, we're talking about a show that 45 years later is probably number one in the daytime ratings, at least among soap operas. Oh, so yeah, the crown they're doing jewel, something right. The crown jewel of CBS daytime is the price is right. And the young and the restless. And even the price is right. I think is slipping a little bit. I, I think Drew's wearing thin on some people. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you, I don't even really watch the show nowadays. What I do is I record the show every day but usually on the weekend, I'll go through all five episodes in like 30 minutes, just looking for stuff that interests me, you know, interesting happenings, games that interest me, double showcases at the end, you know, this is sort of like the, the big important stuff. It just doesn't do anything for me now. Maybe it's because of my schedule, but yeah, I don't want to say Drew's phoning it in after 15 years, but dot, dot, dot. But, I mean, it's 50 years. I mean, I think any show like that could tend to be like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe it needs a new host, but, yeah, you're not going to find Bob Barker nowadays. I mean, the closest you may get might be like a a Todd Newton. But, of course, you know, he's busy doing the road shows, and I don't know. It may be a challenge for the next, say, 10 years or so, especially since Drew in 10 years – after doing this show for 25 years, hypothetically, let's say, he would be, what, in 10 years, he'd be 74, I believe? seventy. Yeah. I think he was born in 58. So, yeah, he'd be like 74, 73, yeah. And if you think about it, you know, Barker, he retired 15 years ago. He would have been 83. I don't see Drew Carey at 74 having a similar amount of uh, enthusiasm and stamina as Bob Barker, almost 10 years as senior. So the show may not even get past 60 years, but it's again, still a popular show, but I just think it's sort of in its waning days, but yeah, second chance didn't last that long. And actually I think the show that replaced it was actually halfway decent in terms of ratings. And I know we're going to talk about this in the future. The Better Sex. Oh, The Better Sex. The Better Sex. Oh, that was a great show. Bill Anderson and Sarah Purcell. Oh, and the greatest theme song of all time. And Greg's not lying about that. I mean, that's basically like the theme song, albeit maybe at a slower tempo, but... Yeah. You know how much I love the women in prison theme song? That's number two. (laughs) 
Now I want to hear a mashup of the two. And now you're in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think we've officially gone off the deep end. Is there anything we really need to add to second chance? No. I mean, as I mentioned, it eventually six years later became pressure lock. The show everyone knows and loves and remembers. And of course, in the early 2000s, we got the GSN update with Whammy. Now we have the Elizabeth Banks version on ABC. And, you know, if you really think about it, in a way, Pressure Luck came home to ABC. In a way, yeah. Yeah, because it originally, in its original version as Second Chance, started on ABC. And now it's on ABC again, so... Well, I think the big thing, the reason we're talking about Pressure Luck now, 45 years after Second Chance, is all the big changes for the better that happened with Pressure Luck. They made the question format or answering format simpler, where you just can give an answer instead of writing it down, and then uh, the host gives some sort of cryptic clue. Okay, one of you is right. Two of you are right. You know, one of you is wrong. That, I think, was a little potentially misleading, but... No, it's nice and simple. Okay, you buzz in, give the answer, and then you know you get two other choices. Much easier, much smoother, much faster. And obviously, you know, with uh, pressure luck, at least back uh, in the '80s, you had four questions in the round because you know it didn't take that much time. And then also, obviously, other things that really helped out with pressure luck: the rotating board. You had three slides in each window. And the whammies, you could have boards with no whammies on it. You could have boards with, I think, hypothetically, it could be nine, even though I don't think really there's been any boards I've seen with like more than seven at a time. But still, there's that randomness. And again, the luck factor. I mean, am I going to land on a whammy? Am I going to land on uh, $2,000? Am I going to land on the car? Who knows until I hit that button? One other change that we didn't even address in this episode is the speed of the board. The board on Second Chance was laser fast. You could, there was no like method like uh, doing a Michael Larson. You could not memorize that pattern and time it down perfectly. The board moved at a supersonic speed. Press your luck, a little bit of a slower speed. And again, Michael Larson, we know what he did. He memorized the patterns. Ended up winning well over $110,000. Lesson learned by the folks at uh, CBS about the speed, but also about the randomization or lack thereof. Everything just got so much smoother, but also we can't forget about the animations. That's what made the show. And really, I think all these technological advances, albeit it's only like six years later, it made the show that much better. Imagine if they could have done this in 77. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, technology sort of held them back a little bit. But imagine if somehow they had crudely drawn devils. If it was done with like, like Scanimation or Scanimate or whatever uh, type of animation they could do back in the day, even if it used some sort of chroma key or, uh, or green screen or something like that 
And imagine if they even were able to rotate the squares with two slides, just so there's some a little bit of variance there. I think the show would have been a whole lot different. Maybe it would have gone. But again, potentially, potentially. But I think just the technological limitations is really what held Second Chance back. And again, wait six years, and you've got a bona fide hit that you know it ran on usa reruns for forever it seemed i I think it was probably about like what seven years eight years oh yeah and then obviously gsn got the rerun rights and it was so popular they created the new version and now even today it reruns on buzzer yes right before few we needed to have a few reference there but yeah, back in 1977, second chance among all the game shows that were airing in the daytime universe, going up against really not much competition from NBC, and unfortunately going up against a little show which is still around almost 50 years later. That combination turned out to make second chance just a thing on TV. Yeah. Well, we got one more second chance to go because we still got to talk about the 2016 second chance. Oh, we're going to be second chanced out. I I, I think I, I don't really want to have a third chance. I, I'm seriously this second chance enjoyable, but you can see why it didn't last that long. The second chance in 1987. Do I need to say anything about that? We're still trying to find who the dead guy was in that picture. Terry Kaiser? Oh, could you imagine if Terry Kaiser was on Second Chance 1987? Bernie, wake up. You've got a second chance. (laughs) (laughs) Bernie would be dancing to the board music. (laughs) Oh, no. But yeah, the the other second chance, the third second chance, I don't think we're going to cover for a little while. Oh, no. I I think we're limited to one second chance per year, but I could be wrong in that. But hey, speaking of second chance, in a way, and it's talking about pressure luck, coming up on Thursday, we've done episodes where we just talk about some of the goofy stuff on some of these shows. We, we did the love boat episode where we went over every single person, just about that was on the show. And we did goofy Mori titles. We're going to sort of venture in that neck of the woods, but related to pressure luck this time. Yes. And you can find all those, including the Mori episodes one, which I think is a very underrated episode. At it was a thing on TV.com. Well, you'll find all the fun stuff we have. Hey, earlier this weekend, we released our latest live show as we covered an episode of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. And not just any episode, three true bona fide potential future Hall of Famers. Oh, yes. And it was a fun guessing game. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, if the feedback is good on that, I'd love to do another episode like that if we can find 
more high caliber uh, guest stars. I, I got one in mind. I've already found the one episode. Oh. I found oh, at no. least two people we've talked about on this podcast. You might say we might have even alluded to one of them in this episode. Oh, oh, hey, you know, that reminds me. We didn't even talk about the announcer for Second Chance. Oh, yeah. We, we talked about Jim Peck, but we didn't talk about who announced the show. Oh, who announced for Second Chance 1977? Oh, well, we Jack had, Clark. Well, and we had Jay Stewart. Oh, Jack Clark and Jay Stewart. And I think on these episodes that are online, I think each of them does one episode. Yes. So if you prefer Jay Stewart... You can hear him uh, in one episode. If you prefer Jack Clark, I'm surprised Jack Clark was even announcing at this time because he had Crosswits. Yeah. That was a big hit in syndication. That was a big hit, but I'm surprised he needed a second gig. But money's whatever. I mean, yeah, good on him. But of course, as we mentioned Thursday, we got. That second episode related to Pressure Luck, and that's going to be a whole lot of fun. But until then, that was Mike, and this is Greg, and we'll see you next time right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Please be kind to each other, as Chico always says, and we'll see you here on Thursday. Wow! Next Saturday, it's prom night, and Chaz has to pick a date. Will it be the gorgeous blonde set up by Booch or the ugly duckling who lives next door? Find out next week on Second Chance. Mike, you are so ashamed by that. We actually ended the second chance. Well, we did end the second chance episode with a second chance ending. Yes. So it makes sense that we end it with this.